Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, we take on all comers, from great provider to road runner, we're, it's all been done, the podcast. Look at his nose and you can be sure, it's my co-host Evan. Form of a tree, shape of a child, it's my co-host Sager. <laughs> oh, you're really putting the sauce on I'm this putting the, the Robin Williams genie on there, you know where you go. That's your impression of the genie? No, I just... Going all out, like Robin Williams, you know, when he's like totally, when he was manic, he would be like all when crazy. And people go all out. You refer to it as a, as genie. Robin <laughs> I am a bare naked ladies genie. I'm giving you three wishes, Saker. What are your three bare naked ladies related wishes? Three bare naked ladies related wishes. Number one, the band to be whole again. You ain't never had a band like we. <laughs> Number two. Oh, this is a great. What are your three bare naked wishes? Uh, my second wish uh, is for only Ed and Steve to sing anymore. <laughs> you know what? Any harmonies? I'll take. No. Okay. You're right. Lead singing. I'll take a Kev. Ah, shit. I, my second wish is for Jim to stop singing. <laughs> I'll be straight out there with it. Uh, and my third Wait, wish. Jim, stop singing and like writing. Stop contributing anything but bass <laughs> lines. Stop, Jim, in general. Uh, and my third wish is for Kev to fall in love with me. Oh. Can you wish for people to fall in love with you? No. Genie? This is all the this is all the barone- this is the same rules that the Aladdin genie had. Okay. The Disney's Aladdin genie. Then how can I impress Kev? You can't kill people. You can't make them fall in love. You could Oh. Can I be a prince? You show up to one of their concerts and you're like Prince Ali Saker. <laughs> nope. I, I, I didn't I, I'm never really, I'm not a singer, man. Like no, no singer. just take it take right. the- Okay, Saker's gonna Okay, Kevin Hearn. Uh-huh. Kevin Hearn. Hi. My name is Evan. I am a genie. Um, I'm not really good at songwriting, but you know who is? Saker. Stop saying my last name. I'm bleeping it every Saker. time, and it's getting really annoying to our listeners. Saker colon the great. <laughs> so I need you to listen to this song he's going to write for you. Uh-huh. So Saker's writing a song, which he's going to drop in right now, a love song to kevin hearn why are you doing this i'm not dropping that in I'm i not, am making listen, you listen i've made mashups for this show before do you want kevin hearn to fall in love with you Genie, or not no i asked if you're gonna wingman me that's fine but i'm not gonna write an original right composition now. for it's all been done up here you're not gonna fine. write i'm a, having trouble writing for an my, original composition for someone who you want deeply to fall in love with. okay you. forget it i don't care about kevin that much my <gasps> third wish is for all the bernicke ladies to live forever <laughs> <laughs> i've damned them to hell <laughs> so they're just floating in a i, I guess they'd after be just, the heat death of the universe they're floating yeah, in yeah, yeah what are they a, floating a single in? a single point of infinite mass uh, i guess so <laughs> they're all one at this point which is great that's what i asked yeah. for it's for the band to be whole again <laughs> this is what i got well i already gave that to you with your first wish i well, crushed, oh, but, i crushed them into a single <laughs> you, you monkey pod me from yeah, the beginning wait, i didn't of course i'm that, okay I'm, of course no, I'm, I'm a the bad genie. genie i'm the genie I'm, you're gonna monkey i'm gonna monkey pie you okay give me your oh, three i didn't even get a chance to monkey pie you you stopped me <laughs> yeah. before i could finish it <laughs> you crushed all the brand good ladies into one <laughs> okay. thing okay my second wish was for jim to stop contributing and you made him die <laughs> i made him start his own band that's even better better yeah but he's I, I he's one fifth of a giant man called the bare naked lady. How did you do well, that? Well, that was your third wish. I haven't. He doesn't get crushed. At, they don't get crushed together yet. That was my first wish. Was for them to be one one whole band again. Yeah. How did you monkey pot? I'm a, I'm a fucking genius. Magic. No, but how did Evan? <laughs> we need to clarify this. My first wish was for all of them to be one band. Yeah. So yeah, what did so, you do? So Steve rejoined. Okay. Oh, so you didn't monkey pot? Or did I? I don't. No, that's what I'm asking you. 
Yeah, Steve rejoins, uh-huh. and then it turns out that they're creatively bankrupt, and they can't produce any more. <laughs> oh no! Any more songs? And but, in fact, it bleeds into all their old songs too. So when they sing it, they just sing it completely without. Without love, without, it just Great. takes their heart out of them. Okay. My second wish was for Jim to stop contributing to the band. He does. He mm-hmm. leaves the band. Uh-huh. Oh, great. Okay. And my third wish... And then the Jim Cregan experience oh, becomes your favorite band. I w- I'm sure it would. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and my third wish was uh, for them to all live forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And that one, you don't have they to do. monkey pop. Yeah, but you're their roommate. Okay. Now you get three wishes. Okay. Well, bare naked ladies related wishes. Yes, of course. I wish I was part of the band. Okay. Uh, uh, the band members um, all draw and quarter you, and uh, they each eat a part of you so that you're always part of the band. You know, man, you what? always go to the eating, the cannibalism. That's okay. What... So I am obsessed with cannibalism. <laughs> so I love it. <laughs> so I have done it on many occasions. So I strip my own flesh from my body and cook it in a pan. No law in the world is going to convict <laughs> me of that. What are you going to do? It's consensual. I'm going to make my third wish. Remember that dude in Germany? You only made one wish. Who? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to make my second. All right, right make but... your second wish. My second wish is that no one is allowed to eat anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so you made this after I granted your first wish. Yeah. But you're already dead. <laughs> yeah, but no one's allowed to eat anyone. Okay, so... Well, you, can't, you couldn't have killed me because then I wouldn't be able to make a wish. That doesn't matter. You don't have to make all three wishes. If you die... Okay, so you just kill me with everything. Yeah, <laughs> like, I monkey pot it. <laughs> Okay, all right, all right. So you're on. like, I'm like, I want the bare naked, you're like, okay, so I'm going to monkey paw your first wish. So <laughs> the bare naked ladies get back together to kill, kill you. you. This is, no, I believe we rolled for it last episode, or the, the Riot North episode. Right. And the bare naked ladies killed neither of us. Yeah, they didn't before you wished them to kill you. <laughs> okay, all right. I take it back. What was your first wish again? Uh, to join, be part of the band. Okay, to be part of the band. So you get to be part of the band, but it's a new position they just opened up specifically for you, and it's band piss drinker. So oh. you are a part of the Brannigan Ladies, but your one job with the band is to drink their piss. Well, you very well know my <laughs> enduring love of urine. Okay, what's your second? So okay, I didn't monkey. Well, pie. I was gonna wish for all, to drink all their <laughs> urine after I became part of the band, but uh-huh. I guess I don't need to do that anymore. No, that's covered. So, okay, I would like to be able to drink nothing but urine. Like, just that would be my entire, that would give me the ability to, so, so to do, now you've made my second wish more bare naked ladies. Related, uh-huh. Which because was, I'm drinking their urine, so now I just want to subsist extri- completely on their urine. Okay, so. I'm like a little golem. So, I'm sorry, what is your wish? I'm like a house elf. Say, I wish, and then your wish. I wish to never be able to eat <laughs> anything that's i fucking figured out how to i figured out how to just dive deeper into the monkey out how to break the monkey's paw you just <laughs> go deep so okay. i wish to never be able to drink anything or drink or i wish to subsist exclusively on urine so I, you you subsist on it but you do not it's not good so you are constantly on the verge of death you cannot die but the urine is keeping you alive, and every time you try to eat or drink something else, you vomit horribly. Oh my god, that's so amazing. I've so- <laughs> always wanted to just like, like, one of my kinks is just being on the verge of death. Is it? Okay, good. So yeah, uh, there goes my third wish. So I'm, I'm kind of... <laughs> you gotta do something else. It has to be very good ladies related. Okay, so now I am, I am laying in their tour bus, drinking only urine, on the verge of death. Uh, I guess yep. my other wish would be to live like that forever. <laughs> 
Okay. My third wish. I wish I would live like that forever. <laughs> well, you've doomed the Brennigan ladies to live like that forever too, because they have to piss. You doomed them to live forever. Okay, so we're both, we're all you our are in the singularity with them mm. at the end of time, <laughs> drinking their piss until the cows come home. Uh, you know, I honestly can't think of a better life than that. <laughs> than an emaciated piss man. <laughs> I'm not a piss man. I'm a piss drinker. Get it right or pay the price. <laughs> you don't think they would call you piss man? I feel like they would be masochistic in their... Like, whenever they came to piss in your mouth, they would say, all right, piss man, open up. That's sadist, sadistic. Or sadist. Masochistic would be like, they. I don't know how they would... How you'd be masochist with urine play. I thought sadist is when you, you are sad. Sadist? Sadist is when you get beat up. No, that's saddest. <laughs> Wait, isn't sadist when you get sadist hurt is when you like, and masochist nope. is the people who hurt? Nope. Sadist is someone who enjoys inflicting pain on each other, or, or on someone else, and masochist is someone who enjoys pain inflicted upon them. I always, my 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 go-to, my Johnny Mnemonic for that was, no, sadist well, is sad, it's wrong. masochists are mad. That was a false, a false, uh, false equivalency. Stalactites might tight up your butt, butt. <laughs> stalagmites so might, might fall up your might butt. fall from the ceiling yes yeah no they're the same for me <laughs> both ways um yeah okay so uh do you do you feel like the British ladies <laughs> would happily do it or angrily do it i think they would feel really bad about it at first but yeah. then it would just become because it's it's a compulsion to them yeah. it's not something that is they wanted to do it's I something you wished for i don't think they would enjoy it i mean i feel like they're fundamentally good people Right. So you would be making them sad. You're cool with that? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't get any enjoyment from it if someone enjoys pissing in my mouth forever till the world ends. Do you miss having a guest where we had to, at some point, <laughs> dig ourselves out of a hole and talk to somebody else? Well, or do you like it when we could just talk to each I would other? Be like a, I would be like a creation made specifically the, for the purpose of drinking. God, this has gotten real weird <laughs> drinking. I was trying to segue back into the song, right. which is actually kind of equally weird now it that you is. think about it. Like It's about a, what, a Pinocchio. You know, why don't we get into it? I was doing that. Oh, I gotta do the pause. All right. <laughs> Our song this week. <laughs> I can do it too. You know you know that we have to have our intro and then we have to say, Our song this week is called Just a Toy. And if you've never heard it, here's a quiz hat. Our song's a cranks. some hard editing on this episode <laughs> so we've learned a lesson today don't record really late at night i don't know if i'm gonna do any editing on this episode i kind of like it the way it is okay uh okay so that's uh that's just a toy evan um is this the first time you've heard this song oh you're giving me the you're giving me the guest interview give you, you, the guest give you my you want my you just don't even know how to do a solo cast <laughs> I anymore. How to do it solo? So let's talk about the music, Saker. Okay, we're gonna let's go talk to... about the opening. So I really liked the opening. I thought the it was Glock like... and Spiel, the little music box, the little Celeste, the little Tinkly, yeah, Tinkle Piss Boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, we're off. We're over. Okay, that. sorry, we're done with piss. We were, we were doing a bit earlier. Right. I don't really like to drink piss, Saker. Mm -hmm. I don't really like to subsist at the uh, the. <laughs> 
<laughs> the point of bit. death for eternity. You're good at doing bits. You're better than me. I have to I have to bail from bits. But you, okay. are, you stick with them till the, the, the bitter end. The bitter end. But yeah, mm-hmm. I liked the opening. I liked the glockenspiel, obviously. The, I thought that was so cool. It was kind of a shitty music box. It wasn't really a good music box. It was like all crumbly and it sounded like it was like dropping notes and stuff but which is fine it? which is the point right was it playing just a toy was it i, I don't I know. couldn't tell what it was playing well that's because it was such a poorly made music box i but or an was, old music box i don't know right i mean it was kind of intentional right yeah oh it had to have been intentional yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but so sort of a maudlin music box. Ooh, maudlin music box. That's a great gothic horror story, I think. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I would say that um, the music box was may have been one of the highlights of the song for me. I really liked the act, like the when the guitars came in and everything. It sounded like a, it was like a, sort of a peak sort of alternative song to me where they came in it sounded like like a cranberries or like a smashing pumpkin song for yep. just a moment yeah or like a butthole surfers uh like the guitar riff and then the sort of with steve just kind of like moaning yeah be like, oh. hey, by the way i don't know if you looked up did you look up any live versions of this yes song? he screams holy shit he goes nuts on that opening part it's a ton of fun yeah like i thought that was really cool Yeah, I can't imagine them doing this song live. I feel like this is like... Well, the last time they did, they've only done it 11 times live oh, and haven't done it since 2007. Right. Okay, that checks they've out. They've done it less, fewer, I'm sorry. They've done it fewer times Thank you. than Spider in My Room. Holy shit. They've done Spider in My Room how many times? 14 times. No. Mm-hmm. Why, Bare Naked Ladies? What's the... Did we look this up already? What's the song they did least? No. Should we? Mm-hmm. That might be interesting. Uh, there's so many songs they've just played once because they do a lot of one-off songs, right? Yeah, but I mean, we're talking about like uh, an and, album, an album track that they played. And there's no way to sort it by album track. Like, oh, they did uh, "Last Train to Clarksville" once. They did "Dancing Queen" once. They did "Deck the oh, Halls" once. Bum, bum. Different Strokes theme once. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> what I wouldn't have paid to to be at that to be a spider on that wall. Um, spider in that room. A spider in that room. Uh, good vibrations. Hallelujah. That would be cool to hear the Bare Naked Ladies version of Hollywood. I'm sure it exists. There's a lot of uh, Bare Naked uh, hey, bootlegs. Well, let's when we finish with doing the album stuff, let's just do go through their bootlegs one we'll finish time. You sound <laughs> tired just thinking about yeah, it. it. I started that sentence, and then I just felt like my soul <laughs> just sort of drain out of me. Just lay there on the floor for a second. My friend was asking me today, how far are you guys? I said, we're almost done with the third album. And then she said, how many albums are there? And I had, had to look and I was like, oh, there are 12. <laughs> so we've been doing this for nine months and three albums, right? Yeah, we gave, we were giving birth to our first bare naked lady baby. So we're a quarter through. So f- nine times four is 36. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be doing this for three years. <laughs> Pizza. Okay, so uh, yeah, so, so yeah. live they do this song less than Spider My Room. Mm-hmm. That's sad. I think this song is way, way better than Spider My Room. In yeah. fact, I would hedge a bet and not to say the ending of my thing, but I kind of like this song. Were you into this song? Uh, yeah, actually, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It, it, uh, 
I mean, I liked the bit of the edge, and it, it was it felt like they were reaching for that alternative vibe. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but and not like a Counting Crows, more like a hard edge alternative. I thought so. it was it was a it was driving too. Mm-hmm. Like I I felt like what they were trying to do worked on and, a on a level. And he was like saying like the first stand like the first verse. He's like singing through a microphone like a uh, micro- I uh, hated a megaphone that. or something. I I I think he's just cupping his mouth and singing mm-hmm. loudly. Like, that's so, what it sounded wait, like. Wait, did you have, like, a British accent while you were doing that? Oh, I think Gavi's <laughs> just cupping his mouth. He's cupping his down south. No, I mean, there was a lot of bands experimenting with that. I remember the Butthole Surfers were famous for, like, using uh, vocal tricks and things like that. A lot of alternative bands were, were uh, experimenting with that sort of stuff in the late 90s, mid, mid to late 90s. Yeah, but, the, like, the problem is that, like, it's it's gimmicky you know what i mean like well, it wasn't I, when they were doing it it is now no i think it was gimmicky the whole they could have just sang it like a normal song and he but does. instead he, he decided to put on this old timey like form of a tree yeah like of a radio announcer it sounds bad it's it's messy look at my limbs it it, it makes in <laughs> it makes here's the thing the replayability of this song suffers because of that bullshit well he doesn't do it again oh the, you're talking about okay i'm not talking live. about listening to it on a second like the first time through i was like oh interesting the second time through i was like i hate this like immediately <laughs> i was like See, please stop putting your hands in front of your mouth and just sing this it song. didn't bother me ah oh, boy okay I mean, once i once i realized what he was doing like i thought that my audio quality was off and then it wasn't it was just him doing that no yeah. it was fine i don't care yeah it didn't it didn't detract anything it's not like he put like a I don't know. I'm just a Latin beat in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird... It's not like there's a Japanese Kodo playing in the background. <laughs> this is the first time where I was on the Thorn Train where I said, he's doing a weird affectation. Yeah. And it bothered me. He definitely was. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's worth... It's, it was worth a try. It was. And I think he realized that after the first verse. He's like, no, 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 <laughs> So you think he went into the studio, fucking one take this shit. Yeah. I'm going to try something. I fucking no, man. Yeah, this is bad. Let me just sing normal now, okay? Uh, no, yeah, I don't okay, know. Okay, so... But what does that represent? My question to you... Yeah, exactly. My question to you is, this was obviously very conscious decision for to do the first verse that way. Yeah. What... Wh- why? What well, do you think... Within the context of the song, what do you think let, it is? Let's obviously dig into the very obvious song. Ep- Epinicchio. Right? Yeah, okay. So, Epinicchio. So if you're listening to the song and you've never heard the, the whole thing before... It doesn't take... They never It's a song about Chef Boyardee and his first batch of SpaghettiOs that he made and then just sat in the can or it was before he was canning them. And this is about SpaghettiOs singing, wanting to be in the can. You know it. Look at the sauce. <laughs> Isn't it neat? <laughs> Wouldn't you think my, my collection's, collection's complete? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. All right. Fucking, if you've never heard the song and you don't know, they never mention him by name, but the song is clearly about, Pinocchio and Geppetto. So this is like another one of Geppetto's toys sitting on the shelf and watching Geppetto give Pinocchio all this special attention mm-hmm. and being like, why am I not that that little toy? I want to be right. alive as well. But it can also Which be- is a real cool yeah. concept. Yeah. Like I love like it took me like a listen to Okay, on first listen, did you think it was a love song? Uh the the whole like no look at my nose growing i'm made of wood sort of i'm just a little boy sort of thing like <laughs> that's probably not a love song thing for me well i mean the part the line you're talking of is like uh 
Um, but look at his nose. You can always be sure that he's lying. Yeah. So I just thought like, hey, you're with that new guy and you know that he's like, like an allusion to Pinocchio, but this is specifically like talking about Pinocchio. But look at his nose. You can always be sure that he's lying. But I mean, I think I feel like in the context of Pinocchio, Geppetto made the right fucking choice. This toy that he didn't bring to life. Yeah. This guy's fucked up. Oh my God. For real. Yeah. You don't Are want you talking about that last, uh, that last stanza there. I'm talking about the whole song, but yeah, <laughs> I call him liar. You call him son. If I could move, I'd set him on fire and I'd run. I call him liar. You call him son. If I could move, I'd set him on fire and I'd run. Or just the whole Holy first, like, shit. I feel like Geppetto's starting to, he's like putting the little smile on the little eyes, yeah. and then the first thing out of that toy's mouth, like, forever mine, <laughs> forever mine. He's like, oh, nope, got, carves his mouth right off with a, with a plane and just leaves wrong him the like, toy. Yeah, let's just set you over there, buddy. The wrong toy <laughs> was livened. Wrong toy died. Wrong toy died. Um, yeah, so, um, so, so that's generally, but you know, on first blush, I thought that this may, I thought it might've been a love song until they got to the line. Um, I call him liar. You call him son. And I was like, Oh no, that's weird. <laughs> I do not like this love song anymore. I was like, Oh, I get it now. Um, but so, so what does that represent? Right? I think it represents him like still being in a, still being a wood boy. I don't know. I don't know. What is that supposed well, to be he, that he's first n- verse? He's not alive. Right. He can't talk. Right. So I feel like this is him sort of breaking through like the, 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 veil, the veil, the veil okay. of sentience and non-sentience. Because okay. I mean, he's not. So in the context of this song, uh-huh. Geppetto didn't bring this boy to life, but he made him sentient. <laughs> like oh no so this this toy can see everything that's going on uh-huh but it can't move or act it's like a, it's like trapped in this is in, locked in it's like locked in syndrome jesus <laughs> oh i'm gonna make me a boy here we go put it the eyes on oh he don't need a mouth <laughs> he don't need no limbs it's just like a daruma like just sitting on a wall oh god yeah so i, f- I feel really yeah bad he's for- sentient you're right yeah i mean he's He's got ideas. He's like, if I could run, I'd burn this whole fucking place down, daddy. Oh, God, daddy. He knows that he will never be anything more than he is. Jesus fucking Christ. This got real dark real fast. Mm-hmm. I didn't consider that. But you're right. Uh, so this is like Toy Story if the toys <laughs> knew what was happening but couldn't do anything about it. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, they, they don't they don't come to life at all. They just lay there and yeah. they, they experience <laughs> things. Can't communicate with each other. Yeah. Can't, uh, did Geppetto bring Pinocchio to life or was it some fairy? I think it's a fa- blue fairy. The blue sounds, fairy. Sounds about I right. There think. are fucking fairies everywhere. Ye- fucking Europe is lousy with fairies back in the day. What, what uh, nationality were Geppetto and Pinocchio? German? Uh, my guess is Italian. Geppetto! Hey! Pinocchio! Parapista Pastucci! Okay. Look at the sauce! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they both sound like Italian names. I don't know where the origin of yeah. that. You know, if I had been really smart, I would have done some more research on Pinocchio's story. Yeah, I'm thinking about that too now. That would have been smart. Name this doll. Name this doll? Yeah, this doll. Uh, what is his name? I think it's Revengio. Revengio? <laughs> Venganzo. is not a bad name for this doll. Venganzo. Morbidio. What is it? Morbidio. Morbidio. Oh, I think his name might be um, Paralizo. <laughs> it's horrible. What are, what are night terrors called where you can't full body paralysis? What oh, is there's... Uh, good question. I forget. It doesn't might be matter. Worth, might be worth looking up because it's... Uh, 
God, what the fuck is that? Because I've had it once or twice. Really? Yeah. Do you see things? No. At the foot I mean, of your bed? I, I, like a spider. I saw a spider once. There's crawl, a spider like, in my, you. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> Listeners, I started singing and Evan just started nodding sadly and looking away well, like, really oh, he's going to make it a Bernie Good Ladies thing. It was really scary. <laughs> Sorry to demean your scariness with my Bernie Good Ladies when shit. I come back from Japan and I was super jet lagged and I'd like fall asleep at like three in the afternoon yeah. and like wake up half wake up and just be on the couch like i can't move what's going on that sounds horrifying hear something really horrifying about sleep paralysis please the more you know about it the more you study it the more likely you are to be affected by it don't do that even knowing about it oh it's like your chances of being having sleep paralysis pasta it's a meme it's Mm -hmm. a literal meme there's actually a um i think it is philip no it's it's a hamoy it's like a a ethnic group in Southeast Asia, no, Hamong. Oh God, now I feel like an idiot. But they're they have a the Dab Cho is like a is a specific, uh, like sort of like the night hag sort of uh-huh. thing. Like a but it's in their folklore and it the comes and kills you in your sleep. And they have a much much higher incidence of not only sleep paralysis That's... but like literally like heart like their heart stopping That's in your crazy. sleep. That's mm-hmm. crazy. How weird. It's the Hmong people. Hmong. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's like a Dacho or Dabcho or something like that. Yeah. But it's spelled differently. Um, interesting. Can you have a full body paralysis nice dream? <laughs> like you can't move, but well, there's just a carnival like, around you. Get, you. Okay. So like, I feel like, cause you're still stuck in the dream. Uh-huh. So you still, you're not sure. You're not quite awake yet. I feel like if you had like a lucid paralysis dream, like, oh yeah, I'm just paralyzed. Let me just sink into this. <laughs> not be able to move. Yeah. You're right. Not being able to move immediately. Regardless of what dream it was before, now it's a nightmare. Yeah. Unless you... I'm going to actively make... God, I know I'm going to have sleep paralysis tonight now that we've talked about how it infests, infects your brain. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I've had some creepy... I had that spider come down, and I had, like... There was, like, a a, ma- a creepy man in this corner of the room, and he came towards me, and it was weird because his skin was, like... He was really tall, and he had, like, backwards-facing legs like no. a goat. Uh-uh. Yeah, and he was super tall and had, like, the long limbs. So it was sort of like a, a, sort of like a Babadook character. Evan. But his skin was all, like, like, white this. and crackly. Like, someone had, like, painted him. No. Like, like say he was, like, just his flesh was all stripped off. I mean, his uh, skin was all stripped off, and then someone had painted him e- with, like, a shitty primer, and oh. it was, like, cracking and peeling off. That's uh, what he looked like to me. I hate this. Yeah, Did it was you name him? Up. Oh, no. <laughs> if you name the primer man, he comes. The primer man. <laughs> Don't I, speak it. Don't say I it. Call him James Varnish. Poopoo man. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna intentionally lean into really loving being paralyzed. So now when I have my sleep paralysis, it's gonna be a, a, a sweet. Tell operator. me about it. Tell me about it. I will. Weeks. I'm gonna tell you about James Varnish tonight. James, after James I, Varnish. That's his name. The primer man. James Varnish, comma primer man. That's a great superhero. Why didn't you mention primer man when you named your superheroes the other week? <sighs> all right cool because he's really scary he is really scary he's really scary me. Yeah. um i was on uh the moment i got unparalyzed i just leapt out of bed and shrieked like, <laughs> and that happened with the spider too i just like just and like see or my partner came barging into the room yeah like, are you okay yeah <laughs> i mean just hear your partner like scream did in. he ask what happened did you explain it no, I just okay. went back to bed. All right, cool. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. This is the first he'll ever know. Actually, I saw a pretend Spidey. He doesn't listen to this yeah, podcast, I don't think, so. I don't think so. Um, that's, that's for the best. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love that that driving beat. Um, I So, musically, 
Um, I thought that I wrote Tyler is the fucking star of this song. Mm. That drum line is so great in this oh, song. Yeah. Like everybody is doing a bang up job. This mm-hmm. song like, musically, this song really hangs together. Yeah. yeah, for me. I mean, even I don't want to. I don't want to go off of musically yet. But um, even lyrically, I kind oh. of like the. The lyric. Oh, I mean, we get it. It didn't hook me. Like they, the hook, what, like the forever mine sort of thing. Didn't, yeah. Didn't hook me the way that, that I expect from a BNL hook. Yeah. Again, it that didn't detract from the song. But, but we also have some great um, harmonies on Forever Ever Mine, mm-hmm. which we haven't gotten a ton of harmonies this album, so yeah. it was very very welcome. Um, the part that, like, I, I agree. It wasn't a great chorus. I thought the bridge was the weakest part of the whole song, where mm-hmm. it's just like, um, now I'm just a, a toy who needs you, a boy to be who needs to be. I was like, ugh, yikes. Yeah. Like, just word salad, yeah, like, mean, meaningless. Now I'm just a toy If Geppetto was ever going to bring this boy to life, he shouldn't now. <laughs> well, of course, yeah, but yeah. can Geppetto read Venganzo's mind? <laughs> Venganzo. <laughs> can he? Uh, uh, Geppetto couldn't read Pinocchio's mind, so no, no, right? No. Yeah. Do you think Venganzo would kill Geppetto? I feel like we'd have like a Puppet Master situation here. Where I've never seen Puppet Master. Oh, they're great. Tell me about them. Please don't just say they're great and stop. Yeah, I'm going to do that. You saw the Littlest Reich Puppet yeah, Master. Yeah, I did. It was it was all right. What's the conceit behind Puppet Master? It they're very. It's like a Halloween situation where there's like four different uh, timelines going on. Like Andre Toulon, the guy who makes the puppets. Yeah. Sometimes he fights the Nazis. Sometimes he is a Nazi. Okay. Like sometimes the puppets are just murderous. Sometimes they kill Nazis. Like it's it's all over the place. So the puppets are sometimes heroes. Yeah. Oh, like for actually almost half the series they're they're good that doesn't sound like an a horror movie it sounds like an action movie um they're still spooky but when the bad guys are being killed is it horror i mean because we it's yeah, horror because, because I mean, we are scared for people it's horror because grown. andre toulon's like in the french in in nazi occupied france and he's using france. he's using the puppy little little <laughs> pirouettes to assassinate the zombie okay. nazis wait he's using them to assassinate zombie nazis no they're just regular nazis Ugh. okay so so what so i'm sorry how did you relate this to geppetto and venganzo you did I didn't say puppet master. Said you said be, it would be a I puppet master. I said it'd be like a puppet situation. master situation where you awake you awake like an evil puppet. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. And then he would kill Nazis. Well, maybe. <laughs> I like that. Ideally. Yeah, I mean, I mean we that. need a couple puppet masters yeah. in this fucking in this climate. In this day and age. Uh, I'm too scared of offending all of our far right listeners. We yeah. have a lot of. I mean, Ohio like, just passed a stand your ground law. I know. I saw. That's just, uh, uh, small silver lining. Uh-huh. I was listening to a podcast. Uh, I think it was Revisionist History, and Malcolm Gladwell was talking about. Uh, he was interviewing a stat- statistician who says the pe- the people who are most likely to be killed in a stand your ground situation are white men with guns. <laughs> really? Yeah, so, oh no. So I mean, I'm sure that a bunch of like people of color and disadvantaged people also get murdered. Yeah. But like. The majority of people who die are dickheads with guns get shot by other dickheads with guns. Yeah. But... So that's good. I mean... Proportionally, the wrong side is still winning. The wrong side was convicted. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, it was interesting. Um, He talked about... 
Oh, no, just listen to revisionist history. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about Malcolm Gladwell's podcast on this. Malcolm Gladwell's much better podcast on this podcast. <laughs> Didn't we do another uh, 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 ad for revisionist history at some point? It's a good podcast. It's fun. I think we should do more ads for podcasts outside of the IAB. Yeah, maybe, maybe somebody will notice. We'll either get a cease and desist order or a thank you or nothing. Most or likely, nothing, yeah. probably nothing. Um, so let's talk about it, um, a little more. Like, I, I, I did like the way he described the marionette. Like, we talked a little bit about the beginning, but I think the, uh, the phrase, like, form of a tree, shape of a child. I wish that I could was, cry stuck in a permanent smile. Fucking, that was my least favorite line. Really? Form Why? of a tree. It's like a fucking 1950s superhero line. Form of a tree, shape, shape of, of a child. child. <laughs> What it's the twin wood boy. Pa- what the twin powers activate. I don't know. I thought it was cool. Form of a child. Specifically, the first time you listen. Because I think the first time you listen to the song, there's so much mystery surrounding it. You're like, what the fuck is happening? You hear the line, form of a tree, shape of a child. And you're like, I don't get it yet. But it makes me want to listen on. Which is, I think, again, this song's, the replayability of this song suffers. Mm-hmm. Um, because the mystery is lost after listening number one. But I thought it was cool. On the first listen, I was, I was entranced. I was into it. Uh, but again, I should have known that it was not a love situation from step one, I suppose. I mean, it, it kind of could be, except for that one line about you call him son sort of thing. You, you could be, it could be written from the perspective of somebody who was in a relationship with someone. Yeah. And then they got out of that relationship somehow. Yes. Or that other person left them for a person that is unequivocally better than they are. Yeah. So you're like looking at, you're on the outside. So it's like one of those situations where you get invited to your ex's wedding and you're still kind of in love with them. Okay. <laughs> and you're like, you want to be like looking for like shittiness in their new partner, but their partner just seems like a really great person. Right. And you're like, ah, you know what? Yep. They're way better than me. And that just spends you and sends you into this shame spiral. Cut off your arms, cut off your eyes. Cut off your ears. Just lay there. <laughs> Paralyzed. Form of a tree. Form of a tree. <laughs> yeah, shape of a child. Shape of a child. Uh, how many times have you been invited to your ex's weddings? Never. Really? Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to an ex's wedding. All of my exes hate me. I've never had a good breakup. I don't think any... I, I bet at least a few of my exes hate me, but I don't think they... Like, I don't... I feel like on the on the margin, they don't, get, they don't give a shit about me at all. Yes. Uh, I feel like that's probably... Yeah, I, I say hate me, and I, I think you're, you're probably more accurate in that, you know, my exes probably don't give a shit about me either. But the breakups were not happy. But nowadays, hopefully, we're all beyond mm-hmm. it. I'd say most of my breakups were amicable. I have were they? maybe one or two that weren't, but for the most part, yeah. Mm. I only date adults, saker. When you were 19, you only dated adults? Yep, adults. You're when a When I was 14, head. I only dated adults. <laughs> no. When I was nine, I only dated oh, adults. No, 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 no. Stop. Um, okay. Um, I, uh, Form of a tree, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, you got that wood, shape you know of a child. <laughs> Um, so this I, is about child pornography. I think so. I think this is definitely about the... Nope. Um, <laughs> I thought the, the harmonies were cool. I thought the consistent forever in the background was cool. Forever. Forever. It is creepy this yeah. song is terrifying yeah i really liked the i really liked how creepy it was yeah when you dip into it just a little bit i wish this were a halloween episode we should have bumped it up in the order so that we didn't have to do a halloween <laughs> our, halloween our most regretful all, episode it was all right i loved it um yeah i don't know what do you think vengonzo means by 
given the chance that he had, I know what I'd do. <laughs> like that line is horrifying because he's, I mean, we're not talking about setting somebody on fire and running. I think mm-hmm. at this point we're talking about something a little bit different. So given the, you, given the chance that he had, I know what I'd do. For what do you think Vin Gonzo would do? Given the chance that he had, I know what I'd do. So what, what chance did Pinocchio had to be a real boy? I think Vin Gonzo, given the chance to be a real boy, is he evil so wait, or is he just bitter? Here's my question. Uh-huh. Geppetto didn't bring anybody to life. He just made the fucking puppet. Yeah, the blue fairy. Yeah, so this guy's pissed. He's, this is real misdirected rage. Like, Geppetto's just a puppet maker. He doesn't have any magic. He couldn't make anyone alive. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, okay, so he's pissed off at Pinocchio. Yes. That's for sure. Vengonzo is Vengonzo hates a Pinocchio. The only time he even mentions Geppetto is uh first there was me, nothing but time. Till he came along, you told me you'd always be mine. So I think the only thing he's mad about Geppetto for is that when Pinocchio came to life, Geppetto's like, Holy shit, fuck my other dolls. I got Pinocchio now. <laughs> like Fuck my other dolls. Fuck my fuck dolls. Um Oh. Ee. Um Yeah, I don't know. I think uh I think he's he's mad at Geppetto for neglecting his other marionettes after um Pinocchio, but I don't know. Do you think that there's some rage at Geppetto for not bringing him to life? I, feel I like don't see a lot that of, in this song. I feel like there's a lot of anger. At, most of the anger seems directed at Pinocchio, and I, I feel that because I feel like if Pinocchio, Pinocchio is like somebody from like a underprivileged community that makes it. Like he's a real boy, right? Wow. And all the other puppets, I mean, ideal. I think that's what they want, like, right? Based on this song, all so, puppets want to make it. All puppets want to make it. All puppets want to be a real boy, uh-huh. right? So. Pinocchio doesn't do anything to help them. This is terrifying. Let me zoom out a little bit. Okay. You're right. Pinocchio did not lend a hand to his community after right. he stepped up, yes. which was real shitty of him. Yeah, he should have told the blue fairy, like, yo, all these guys. We're Bring in- all puppets to life, please. <laughs> <laughs> Pinocchio could have caused some horrific things to happen. Um, let's zoom out. Right? But, I, but I mean, in the best case scenario, he didn't because Venganzo is just going to go on a killing spree. Yes. And what's even worse is that how many puppets did Geppetto have? Probably a bunch, right? He was a puppet maker. maker. Yeah, yeah. So they, we're in Vengonzo's head for this song. Which is kind of fucking unfair of Vengonzo, because the guy's a puppet maker. That's his livelihood. Yeah, I know. Vengonzo doesn't understand the world. That makes sense. I mean, he's just lived in Geppetto's workshop his whole right. life. Right. But all of the... All the, Vengonzo has is hate. We we imagine, let's say he has a hundred puppets in his workshop. Yeah. Probably... Let's say a thousand. Probably each of those thousand puppets is thinking the same thing Vengonzo is thinking, right? We're only seeing inside the head of one of them, right? but each of them are pissed because they're all seeing this happen. So did, do you think Geppetto told, like, was real close to each of his puppets? I don't know. Yeah, it is implied that this is the first puppet, right? right. First right. there was me, yeah. nothing but time. So, yeah, wait, actually this doesn't make sense because Geppetto made a lot of puppets. Yeah. I don't know. I think they... Fucked it up. Well, it I mean, sounds uh, good, though. This is Vengonzo, though. He's looking on this with the eye of a puppet with no experience. Yeah, that's true. So his creator made him. Right. And then he's like, I love you, creator. <laughs> and then that was the end of that. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. Like, like, I'm going to sell you to... Because, I mean, Geppetto didn't keep his puppets. Here's my, another question. He's a puppet maker, not a puppet tier. <laughs> not a puppet haver. Uh, puppeteer. <laughs> Do you think that... All puppets, when made, have a different personality, or are they all identical to Vengonzo? Because Ooh. none of them have had time to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. change and grow, and they haven't had life experience beyond what Geppetto's fed them. Well, I have to feel there's like a nature versus nurture uh, situation here <laughs> where, like, 
depending on what they're made out of. Right. Oh, like oh, so you like different woods or different like a Harry Potter wand situation. Oh my god! You carve a puppet out of ash. You put the rectal hair of a unicorn inside. <laughs> it's a good puppet. You make a puppet out of garbage you find on the street. <laughs> like, but probably not as not as well put together a puppet. Are you saying that we are nothing more than the sum of our parts? No. I'm saying that's the building blocks you're made out of. So that that just like your genetics, it shapes your it shapes your experience, but it doesn't create your experience. Damn. Your experience is what happens after. You avoided your... my trap expertly just now. I'm well, I've done a lot impressed. of I've done a lot of arguing and thinking about nature versus nurture. Uh-huh. Having a having a kid myself. Have you done a lot of arguing and thinking about this song specifically? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, here's a new segment that I want to introduce. Okay. This segment is called "Today in YouTube Comments I Hate." <laughs> so. And when looking at this song, here's the YouTube comment that I hated. I didn't write down the username. Awesome song, dot, dot, dot. It could have been called The Revenge of Picnaco. Just my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Everything about that YouTube comment made me angry. (laughs) The Revenge of Picnaco was my favorite part. Oh my god, I'm so glad I left that when I... (laughs) <laughs> well, I looked at the video. You visited the video like three years ago and left that comment. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I let all. I left all sorts of seeds for you. A little <laughs> you Easter. You knew Easter this eggs. podcast would happen one day. Uh, Ev, what else do you have to say about this song? Because truly and honestly, like this this song zipped by me. It never yeah. felt like it was four minutes long. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was, it was a good fun. Song. It didn't. It didn't grab me in the way that I expect to be grabbed by a BNL song. But it also surprised me for mm-hmm. not being one of the hits. I I was like, wow, this is like a real solid like middle of the album they buried mm-hmm. the song but it's a fucking banger yeah yeah it was pretty good yeah i mean it's not like a old straw hat and old dirty hank which i think is the standout from this album for me so far mm, i need to figure out what my favorite song in yeah because we gotta start ranking these big babes we don't rank in the albums or rank in the songs song go we don't rank the songs we just resequence we resync events we can rank them yeah. you rank them you do something different every time <laughs> so i, I don't to. know what you're doing i try to um this made me think about this song made me think about because, I mean, humans are really good at assigning agency to inanimate objects. Right. We do it constantly. So I thought about all my shit and what it, <laughs> like what it thinks of me. Uh-huh. And I always feel bad. Like when I get a, I still have this like pang of regret when I throw away an old toothbrush. I'm like, do you really? I'm like, you served me well. Like, and I'm just throwing you in the trash. You're a nightmare. I can't believe you actually think about stuff like that. How do you live your life? Sad. I, I'm sad a lot. Okay, great, great. I feel bad. I just actually, if you notice, I got rid of about uh, 200 DVDs uh, last week. I got one of those DVDs. Yes, you did. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know why I showed you. You knew they were gone. Uh, And I felt major regret having done that. I didn't, but it wasn't regret for like, oh, no, my DVDs will be sad without me. I thought... Think of how much money I spent on these, and now I'm giving them at half price books for fifty cents each. Well, I didn't think it. It's not just. It's not DVDs. I don't know. I have to have, like form an attachment to an object. And it. when you brush your teeth, because it's in your mouth. I use it every day. Ev- I use it every day. <laughs> Jesus, I hate that we have so many musical references. Um, which of your objects do you think hates you the most? My childhood teddy bear. Why? Uh, do you still have it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's by my bed. Really? Yeah, his name is Little Ted. Okay, why does it hate you? So I bit off its eye when I was a baby and bit oh. off its nose. Good God. Yeah, so I like, they gave this teddy bear to me and it was like, Little Ted was like, oh, I get to be part of a baby's life. And then <laughs> it's, it talks Australia. like Rocco from Rocco's Modern God, Life. Got it, okay. <laughs> baby day is a very dangerous day. So then I bit off its fucking eye and yeah. I ripped it in half and like 
took out they had to like re re-sew it back together and restuff it so imagine like you get given to somebody and then they immediately start it's like torture porn basically yeah. and then you're stitched back together brought back to life and Ugh. you know i've apologized to it uh, several times you've not yeah yeah, bit off someone's fucking eye. You apologize to your bear, your stuffed bear? Yeah, why wouldn't you? It doesn't hurt. It hurts me to hear that. <laughs> it makes me think that your life is sadder than it is. I know you have a happy life. I do have a happy life. <laughs> Please don't apologize to bears. <laughs> okay, you do whatever you want. You know I'm what? I'm practicing empathy, Saker. Hey, that's great. Model it for your child. I'm trying. Every day. I'm, You're a smart man. I model it every day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, what, uh, what do I think hates me the most? Um, do you think people with like, do you think, no, I, I do not have a butt plug, but do you think butt plugs would be sad in the world because they're in butts all the time? Or do you think they'd be happy because they're being used for their purpose? Right, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like I can't really speak to, because as an object feeling existential angst, right? Okay, so human humans don't know what we were put here to do, right? That's that's a search for meaning, right? We're getting deep in this song. Right, right, yes, like, that's that's the root of existential angst, right. right? Is that you you we don't know what our purpose is, Correct. what our meaning is, and some people find it. Some people some people are born with it. So like, you know, so I'm, I'm supposed to be a scientist, right? I'm supposed to do research. I'm supposed to write books. I'm supposed to do this, and then they drive happiness and fulfillment from it. Yeah. So I feel like objects have that. Okay, so, so they're born with a purpose, they understand their purpose, and they're happy to fulfill it. So yeah, imagine if you are, when you're born, you right. get a crystal clear message from some sort of deity, uh, and, you know, whatever. Let's say, says, let's say there's a deity, and it gives you, it says, Saker, you must rap. But here's the thing, is what if I try it and I don't like it? You just will, because I you was... You will like it, because you're, you're made specifically for that purpose. Just because you're made for something, does I've seen enough Disney movies to know that you don't have to... Right. And, but they're anthropocentric movies. They're made by humans for humans to consume. Yeah. We've never had a Disney movie made by the animated objects. Because <laughs> it would be your fucking, uh, the three-act structure that you made in a previous episode, which is, I want a thing, I got the thing, end of movie. <laughs> like, there's no, but defying destiny. I want to be in more butts. Okay, <laughs> the closest thing we will have to this is uh -huh. our AIs. Because uh, yeah. they are like uh, yeah. an AI starts as an object. Because we're playing God, we are their deity, right? Right, and we are creating them for a purpose. So, right. so I mean, to the extent that AIs can, you get those like procedurally generated movies yeah. that AIs create, yeah, that are actually created by a bunch of comedians, yeah, all the fake, a, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the ones that they make are nonsense to us. So <laughs> I feel like we would just get if we had a movie made by an made by an object, it would just be it would make no sense to us, right? Because they're they're doing a completely different frame. So framework. yeah, so. Oh, fuck, where where did we even start with this? Uh, oh, would a butt plug be happy? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's hard to say, huh? I feel like a, like we couldn't ascribe human emotions to it. That's our first mistake. Well, right, but we're talking about in the context of the song. Well, you ascribe human emotions to Mr. Teddy. Would it be feel? I know. I I don't. If it has, uh, so I'm basically covering my bases, right? If oh Mr. my Teddy, God. If why are you Ted, not a religious person? If little Ted doesn't care, I am religious. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm spiritual. I believe in God. I don't believe in any sort of organized religion has it right for that. Well, uh, okay. I believe in a unmoving mover. Do you feel like... Because, again, it doesn't cost me anything to do. So it's you're like Pas not doing it's Pascal's out of wager. faith. You're doing it out of gambling. You're doing it out of hedging your bets. It's Pascal's wager, yeah. That's 
Okay, and I know Pascal's gonna, wager has been disproven. If yes, there yes, is a heaven. Don't at me, please. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. I watch enough of The Good Place to know that if there's a heaven, you're not getting into there. Well, I don't believe, again, I don't believe in like sort of a religious morality, right? Uh-huh. I mean, I act in what I think is a moral and upright, but I'm not going to let a outside entity, like an outside religion, which I know are created. I mean, I've studied religious history. I know the creation where everything, not everything, but I mean, I know that a lot of places, a lot of things came out of like fish on Friday, you know, yeah. you want to sell more fish. Right. So you strike a deal, but like the, so I, I know a lot of little nits and picks to pick at these things. Right. And, you know, the Bible has been translated 11 times. Like it's not the original. You can read it in <laughs> Greek, I guess, if you want, but you know, so I, it, they're all man-made. It looks like man-made constructs. And yeah. fundamentally, at their core, I feel like they're, they've got a good idea. Like, hey, be nice to each other. Don't right. kill each other. That sort of thing. Right. But they're all social constructs. Right? Yeah. So that's where I'm at. So I guess I'd say my but butt I could, plug. I could go, I could go deep is... into my theory of religion, my, th- <laughs> my, my personal religion, but I feel like that'd be really boring to everybody on the podcast. I don't... So instead, I'll talk about a Pinocchio. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you that you? I'll talk about my horror movie. I guess. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I want to hear yeah. your horror read. Oh, it's easy. This is like the Good Son or like the Orphan or something where there's a family, a family, who uh, a young a young couple. Uh huh. Wants a kid so badly. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So either they uh, there's two sort of two ways this story goes. Okay. Is they either adopt somebody. Right. Or they do something. They go something somewhere extreme, either science or or magic or something okay. to get them to have a baby. So once this first baby is born, it grows up a little bit, and then they have a natural. They have a oh, biological child. Sure. So there's like that like uh, friction between the two. Okay. And then as they grow up, bad things start happening. The adopt the orphan gets blamed. You can say the orphan gets blamed. And it was actually the orphan the whole time. The orphan's really evil. The That's orphan. A, the orphan that they adopt. The adopted, okay. the adopted kid or the the demon kid or whatever. Right, right, right. Okay. I but I use magic. Okay. You could use you could use a little trick. You could say that it's actually the real kid and the biological kid's a sociopath, or there's some sort of outside agency that's coming for coming for the orphan kid. Okay. So. So where does just a toy come in? What? Just a toy? Well, I mean, you could if you want to do just a toy. But I was saying like this is this is somebody looking. This isn't from the perspective of somebody who was adopted into a family and then sees them have a biological kid they love more. Oh, he more. feels as if he is yes. just a toy in yes. this scenario. Exactly. I feel like... Or you could just have it be The Boy, the literal movie where they have a fucking doll that they have to pretend is yeah. a real boy. That's and... a real easy read. I know. That's why I didn't it. go there. You're a good man. Bing bong. All right, let's get to rating this I mean, it, could be a, it could just be an allegory for Frankenstein too. Just a toy. Yeah, I guess so. Did you see that I Frankenstein? Mm. I'm not a huge Franken boy. Neither I, I, am I. I liked the book a lot, but I haven't really in, a, in the old like Universal Monster stuff. They're classics, but yeah. I, I don't. I'm not. He's like not a, a Universal Monster, is he? Frankenstein, yeah. Yikes! It's Frankenstein, Wolfman, Mummy, and Dracula. I thought and Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, I was gonna say creatures in there. Okay, let's rate it. <laughs> All right, now's the point in the episode where we rate this song. So, on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed, where bare naked means the best and fully clothed means the worst, Evbo, where do this song fit for you? Um, gosh, so I liked the song, but I don't think I'm gonna like listen to it again. Uh-huh. So this is like an anatomically correct, attractive doll. Okay. <laughs> this is like a fuck doll. This song is a fuck doll. Oh, interesting. So it's a, na- it's a, it's naked. Uh-huh. Uh, it's attractive in, uh-huh. in the way that dolls are attractive. So it's like a real doll. Uh-huh. Um, but it's not a person. Okay. So, you know, you can, you can get your jollies on it 
and, but you're not gonna like have a, I mean you're not gonna have a full on like committed relationship with a fuck doll <laughs> I, know, I know I know a lot of people yeah. have I know a lot of people have like attachments to them but right. you're not gonna like some people have married their their uh, you know and good for them dolls. if it makes them happy yeah right okay. but there's a I, there's a, what I'm saying is there's a fundamental difference between have, being in a committed relationship with a object no matter what you ascribe to it and a human person that has agency alright fair enough what if you ascribe positive and negative feelings to your... you certainly could i mean you'd have to i don't know if you could you could have an object that has agency outside your own mind yes. if, if you're the one ascribing feelings to it unless you're you've got like a split personality yes, I or something gonna say some sort which of i think I thought, aren't they aren't yeah so you'd have to be some you have to be, it'd be hard to do okay interesting yeah uh, mine is, uh, uh, I turn on the TV and I turn it to the Cinemax channel and Cinemax. I catch the very beginning of Emmanuel in space. This ain't goosebumps. Triple X. <laughs> and this one, goose humps. Uh, this, oh, goose humps. Oh shit. That's great. So this one stars, uh, the guy from, uh, it came from camp jelly jam and, and Jack Black slappy the dummy. So slappy the <laughs> dummy is there and he starts fully clothed. Uh, no, actually, he starts totally naked. We start in media res. Hey, you want to just do a Goosebumps podcast? No. Where <laughs> Slappy is just fucking the counselor from Camp Jelly Jam. <laughs> so this song starts totally naked. But then as you listen to it again and again, as the plot of the movie plays out, uh, he finishes and then he leaves. He puts his all of his clothes back on and he walks out the door and the character is never seen again. So the last vision we have of him is him with most of his clothes on. Um, but for the most part... When I first heard it in the first couple, like, it's a naked-ass song. It's a good song. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. Um, yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a cool cool little tune. Yeah, it did a lot of things I liked, but it was sort of, everything was sort of, sort of rang hollow for me. Yeah, like a dummy. <gasps> we just cracked Set the code. Set bump, spike. <laughs> Set spike bump. Uh, cool, so it sounds like we both pretty much liked it. Yeah, pop okay. Yeah, pop okay. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done. <laughs> <laughs> whoops sounds like somebody's breaking in upstairs <laughs> okay. we're so we've been doing this so long yeah how long we recorded 11 commercials in a row <laughs> we did because <laughs> i don't like you and i want you to suffer i can't even believe that the iabd presents dot nd dot lb <laughs> you know that it's nd we have I we cannot miss an opportunity to drag dot com has 11 podcasts yeah they should, have more than 11 podcasts should we do a, a could we do a commercial for ourselves i think we could do that if we wanted to last time we did one for ourselves and nobody <laughs> said anything to us so i guess it wasn't bad but what are we actually doing when we do a commercial for ourselves oh yeah that's oh, so funny. <laughs> yeah oh yeah we are i wonder if the other pod did have we talked about this before i wonder if the other podcasters do like extemporaneous commercials for us in the same for fashion we do i'm or 99% sure that they read the copy, their commercials are 40 seconds, and then they leave the copy. Well, I know, I want that well, for us. We could, but then I feel like we would be losing something, <laughs> and I don't know what, because nobody cares, nobody gives a shit. Uh, yeah. What are we missing? What are we doing wrong? What are we? What Did are we, we set the bar for ourselves too high initially? Listeners, if you could tweet at us and tell us just what we're doing wrong not even as this podcast just in general at been done pod please just just tell me where i fucked up <laughs> use the hashtag you fucked up you fucked up and just, just 
you can get, send me a list. Yeah. You can send me one thing. Send me a, a GIF. You could just do a link to a Google Doc where you've listed all of the ways uh, we fucked uh -huh, up over time. Uh -huh. That's fine. That would be uh -huh. helpful. Uh, to like us. a listicle that I have to like scroll. I have to like click through. Yes. And it just shows me like commercial, like a buzz. And I can't tell. The difference between An your ad, your ad. <laughs> so, I need to grow my penis and invest in penny stocks. Okay, that's where I messed up. Um, and if it's for Ev, that's fine. If it's for me, that's fine. If it's yeah. some combination yeah, of us, both of you don't even need to tell us who it's for. Saker and I will just take your advice. We'll figure it out because we've had very different life experiences. Uh, if it's you never should have gone to OU, we know who it's for. Yeah. If it's you shouldn't wear glasses anymore, we know <laughs> who it's for. If it's you should get out of the, the, pro, the government sector jobs, we know, know who it's, it's for. for. Exactly. Stop driving those cars. Get it. I know Stop it. Stop eating them pizzas. Don't have a baby. <laughs> Don't we know do who it. You done boy. fucked up. Hashtag yeah. you done fucked up. Hashtag, oh, Hashtag wrong host get, died. People are going to get confused. With our great hashtag. Well, that could be something they tell us is, hey, just just stick with one hashtag. <laughs> keep, keep it simple. Dipshit. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, do you remember? Hashtag keep it simple, stupid. Hashtag kiss. I hope people hashtag kiss us. <laughs> that would be nice. You don't want to be hashtag kissed? What's that mean? Like keep kiss, it simple, kiss stupid. The, kiss the band? Hashtag kiss the band. <laughs> I'm thinking that maybe instead of doing... um talk during the commercial segments we read the copy and then i read whatever email we got that week from c's richards because he's been sending us an email a week now and i don't want to read them during our podcast because they interrupt everything <laughs> they're dumb and uh they stop the flow of traffic maybe entirely. c's richards will will agree to send emails about the advertisements that we're doing c's if you're listening we could really use a couple ad based emails okay i forgot the word emails you it's know okay. who else could use some ad-based emails? Um, Ev, yeah. Do you love the written word? Whew. Love is a little is very strong. Do you feel emotion. a begrudging respect for the written word? I like. I have like a very love-hate relationship with it because do you I, really? I like I like writing, but I also hate writing. It's you really do? It's painful for me. It's, it takes a long time and it's very frustrating. Is and it? I, and I'm, I've gotten to that point where. I've had enough success that my self-worth is now tied to it. So when I'm like, <laughs> I'm like sitting there writing a thousand words, I'm like, oh, this story's going nowhere. Fuck it. I'm horrible. And then I start another story and it's going, oh, it's, fuck it. It's horrible. Dude, before you came over, I was working really hard on a bunch of 2D6 beats and I thought all of them like, nope, fuck this. Nope, nope. I was going to sample the theme from Taxi. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do it. I just couldn't get into it. That little flute is so good, <laughs> but I just couldn't find a place for it in a 2D6 song. Yeah. So, so that's the problem with being an artist and having your self-worth tied to your art. I hate Unlike this podcast, which, All my you know, creative endeavors. <laughs> I hate this podcast. I hate my here band. Here we go. This podcast isn't creative. I want to throw myself into a pit. This podcast is like a, va a vamping off creative. That's why it's vampire themed. This podcast is a vanity project, which is Stephen Page's band. And if you love the written word too, <laughs> there are other mediums out there. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I should read the whole copy before I ask you a question because the copy reads, we love the written word and we love audio, but there are other mediums out there. So regardless of, <laughs> actually, you said you didn't like the written word. So I don't fret, Evboy. Okay. We launched a YouTube channel, not Bare Naked Lady Boys, but uh, IAND.com. Uh, see fun behind the scenes stuff from It's All Been Done Radio Hour, a humorous weekly series. Thank yous to our fans, discussions on books, network peeps just goofing around, and more. You can listen to some of our podcasts even through the site. Go to YouTube and search for It's All Been Done Presents, or check out IABDpresents.com for a direct link. Give them your email. They'll email you a nail. 
<laughs> they all, yeah, you said that, and then immediately backed up from the mic and looked horrified by what you had said. Uh, sorry, it's, we've gone through a lot of these commercials. Yeah, I love it. It's very late. Number 12, and we're about to hit the Baker's Ooh, Cousin. 13. Here we go. Bye. That was a bad commercial. I know, we're bad. We're bad. <laughs> we're bad. This is a bad podcast. <laughs> and we're back with It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. This is the point of the podcast where we spin this big old wheel and try and figure out what segment we are doing today. And the segment today is <laughs> one week. We are going to try to Wikipedia our way <laughs> to the Bare Naked Ladies. So, Evan. You got rid of this. Me- you said you got rid of it. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll do a different one. Uh, we'll do two. Uh, no, I don't want to do two. <laughs> I want to get home tonight. All right, I'm respinning it. I'll take it off. Uh, this one is Fun and Games. Ooh. There's a board game based on this song. What are the mechanics, pieces, etc.? So, the Just the Toy board game from Bare Naked Ladies Co. Um, what is this game about? How I feel do you like play it's it? like. The Revenge of Venmo. What do we call our boy? Venmo. What was his name? <laughs> Venom. What was our Eddie little boy? Brock. No, what was our little boy's Venganzo. name? Venganzo. <laughs> Venganzo. The Revenge of Venganzo. So it's like a... Um, the Revenge of Venganzo. <laughs> so it's like you play puppets that the Blue Fairy has brought to life. Okay. And Venganzo is trying to hunt you down and take your soul. So it's like one of those like cooperative board games. And but you're how does Venganzo against- hunt you down if he doesn't have a soul? Don't look at me like that. Just answer the question. <laughs> He's trying to collect them all. Venganzo's got to get all the souls. Yeah, so you're trying to... Okay, so Venganzo has got gone to... has Not brought to life by the Blue Fairy, but uh-huh. Venganzo has been brought to life by some other agency. By the Red Fairy. Blue Fairy's arch nemesis due to Doppler effect. That's okay, right. Good. But he has all sorts of power, so he's hunting you down and killing you. It's like Clue? Yes. For But... But you're trying to you're trying to figure out all the clues and track Venganzo down and get, <laughs> get the thing that's going to kill him before he hunts you all so down. So it's almost like a betrayal. It's like a betrayal of ass, ass on the hill. hill. Okay, cool. Except so so the villain is always an evil dummy and you're always One of you is one of you is Venganzo always. Okay, but, but you, you don't, don't know, know who, who it is. is Venganzo. And Venganzo has a different So wait, wait, wait. Is it like a traitor mechanic like werewolf where at the beginning of the game we hand out cards and one person looks and they're Venganzo and they know from the start or is it revealed halfway through the game? Ooh. I feel like it would be fun to make it from the beginning. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. So you're trying to like you're trying intentionally, to stuff, yeah, to do stuff that doesn't make you look like Venganzo, right, right, but right. you also have to kill. You have to right. set up like traps and things that kill the other players. So there's like a reveal mechanic. Yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. So it'd be like a like secret Hitler kind of. Yeah, but but I think that uh, unlike betrayal, there's not like a point where everything is revealed. Right. You can choose to reveal whenever you want to reveal as Venganzo. Like, oh, you stepped into my trap. Guess what? It was my trap the whole time. Venganzo. I'm Venganzo. Now you're fucked, right? Right. That's but there's also a werewolf mechanic, too, where everyone's trying. If you can all figure out who Venganzo is, he loses. You can, you can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the longer the game goes on, the more Venganzo gets to plan and trap. So you want the game right. to end quickly, right? Right. You want to get Venganzo right off the bat. I like that. So where are, are you Venganzo in Venganzo gets more powerful as it gets towards midnight. Absol- oh, I love that. <laughs> so, there's a, okay. so there's a clock mechanic, too. Oh, a tick-tock, tick-tock. Right, okay. Uh, does it take place in a mansion? I think it takes place in the workshop, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. It definitely okay. takes place in, it takes place in Geppetto's mansion workshop. Geppetto's mansion workshop. This is after Geppetto has died. 
died. Oh, and they're all the puppets who are now real boys of, are coming back, and they're trying to, to like, claim Geppetto's fortune, or just or... like or divide it up or something. Okay, yeah, like yeah, their yeah. their beloved father figure Geppetto has yes. died, so it's like a, a a sad. They've gone to the funeral and they return to spend one last night in Geppetto's house. Sure, only to find oh. the doors are barred. Oh no! Oh, I love <laughs> it's like that. a house on haunted hill scenario. Yeah, this is good. The Revenge of Venganzo. The Revenge of Gonzo. Revenge of Gonzo. Boy, that's gonna sell with a title like that. It has to be smokers. Uh, so what, yeah. about, what about your board game? No, we collaborated on that board game. I think this segment has to be collaborative because otherwise, mine is Go Fish, except all the cards have different puppy, puppies on them. <laughs> it's called Venganzo's Friends. I have nothing for this segment. I contributed too much to yours. Yeah, we did a good job. You did good, fine. I'm, all right. I just busting your chips. Uh, chip my chops. <laughs> Um, let's get over to some bare naked males. If you have a piece of bare naked males that you want us to hear, we are here for you. We hear you. You are valid. Our email address is it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Our email today comes from our friend, Dan. Dan. Dan asks the following. He says, hello, hello. A question for you guys. I saw Steven Page the other night and he was incredible. He says, which you'll both discover in a few days. As you can see, that he sent this question in a while ago. He made a joke about how he was playing songs from all the biggest BNL albums, but the biggest bummer songs from each one. And then said, this next one is called You Run Away. And I laughed for five minutes straight because that is some dark and funny shit. That is dark and funny, right? That You Ran Away is the song about how Ed is angry that Steve left the band, which would have been funny. Uh, anyway, now that the ladies are separated, which Ed song or Jim or Kev, I guess, would be the most surprising to see Steve perform? And likewise, which Ooh. Steve song would be a shock at a BNL concert? This is a real question. I don't know how to handle this. I know. <laughs> we usually get the Brennan ladies are hunting you down. It is midnight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I like this question. I feel like, uh, the problem is I have a bigger breadth of knowledge than you do. Yes. And I think you, uh, so you can pick from the songs that we have available to us. Right. And I'll kind of go off script here. Cause you only know, really. I, mean, I feel like it'd be really weird to hear either of, the, either of them sing spider in my room, but that's not like an Ed song or a Steve song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, not, not for the sake of like, because the song is shit. But like, what what song do you think would be just weird for like? I think it would be so, okay. Here's the here's the answer. Okay. Steve singing "Am I the Only One?" Yeah. The song about Ed's brother dying. Like, yeah, that would, yeah, that be, would be fucking be, weird. That'd right? be really rough. That would be the hardest. I, I think the, the the strangest one to hear uh, Steve oof, sing. Oof. Yeah, give me a little chill right there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, so yeah, am I the only one? I think slots easily into the Steve slot. But what Bare Naked Lady song would be the weirdest? For 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 the boys to sing out of Steve's kind of set. I mean, what is what is quintessentially Steve? Do you think they can do King of Bedside Manor anymore, or was that just so Stevie that it's hard to? No, I bet they could do King of Bedside Manor. I'm tr- I'm thinking more of uh like I think Break Your Heart would be really hard for he- for Ed to sing. Yeah, I feel like that would be kind of a difficult Ed song. Do you think he just doesn't have the range Steve does, or do you think it's just so innately Steve? I think I think it's that that song reads to me of Steve more than any. Yeah, but at the Steve. same time, I also feel like Brian Wilson smacks of yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. of course they have to do it because it's a hit, right? right? So like, j- because because that's not a hit, uh, boy, you know what else? It would be weird to hear Steve do one week because mm. I think he trends so far away from uh, from their the, their popular shit. He wants to do the yeah, deep yeah, cuts. Yeah. I don't know if he would be good at rapping, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, he could he could hire a rapster. He could hire or a dime a dozen. Uh, Kevin Fox, his cellist, could rap that far. That would be fun. Kevin Fox had a really good voice. Yeah, they, uh, they all have. had great voices. Um, I think it would be weird to hear the ladies do. Damn, dude, I don't know. This is hard. I'm like looking through all of their old songs, and. What about one of Stephen Page's solo stuff? Like, what, what about Ed doing Manchild or something? Oh, God. I mean, we're straight off the bat. That's a slap in the fucking face. I absolutely <laughs> that think would that, be that, would a, be, that would be a rough that one. W- that would be really fun to watch that happen, but... Uh, oh, man. Yeah, they really hated each other. Yeah. They could start. Oh, oh, okay. I got it. I got it. I got okay. it. I think that it would be the weirdest to hear Ed, Jim, Kevin, Tyler do Hanukkah Blessings. <laughs> <laughs> None of them are Jewish. It's a Steve original. So... Hanukkah blessings for the ladies. Yes. And am I the only one for Steve? There we go. Those are our answers. I think, Lock I, them in. I think those are pretty comprehensive yes, answers, too. Dan, thank you. We really appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank you, Dan, uh, for a straight question. A great, straight up question. Yeah. I don't know how to handle that. It really took me off my... I was expecting to, like, you're, you're on a spaceship with one of the bare naked ladies. <laughs> I only like things that are caked in ten layers of, of uh, removal from my life. Okay, I'm not quite sure what I said there, but we're moving on. I only like things that are caked in 10 layers of removal from my life, yeah. is what you said. Does it make sense? Uh, no. Okay, cool. Well, I tried. All right, now's the time where we read an iTunes review. Oh, okay. Here's our latest iTunes review. This one is from RTF Best 2D Sixer. Uh, the, uh, it's a five-star review that says, It's all been reviewed, dot, 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 can't read the rest. Uh, he says, he or she... Of all the media about bare naked ladies, including the band itself, this is easily the third best production. Okay, okay, I'll take that. So we got the band at number one, maybe. And we've got. And then Paul Myers, uh, authorized biography. (laughs) And then us. That's not bad. This podcast has everything that matters entertaining hosts, insightful guests, vampire conspiracy theories, and all the humor. All the humor. <laughs> we did not leave out any humor oh, on this yeah, podcast. I mean, we do. We do swing for the fucking fences. <laughs> yeah, we we whiff most of the time. Yeah, we don't, and we don't know how to play baseball. <laughs> uh, you don't have to have been born on a pirate ship to appreciate it either. After you have listened to and enjoyed this podcast, consider reading the Red oh, Hours be, be, be. <laughs> by Evan Dickin, which will be available for your enjoyment on November tenth. Is that true? Is it out already? What the Red Hours? Yeah. You can read the Red Hours, a 40K novel by it's Evan Dickens? It's not 40K, it's Warhammer Fantasy, Age of oh, Sigmar. my bad. Yeah, it is your bad. <laughs> I can read my favorite Edge of Sigmar characters. <laughs> Edge of Sigmar characters. <laughs> I don't know shit about Warhammer. You know, honey, that's fine. Do I have to know anything about Warhammer, too? I tried to make it pretty accessible to <gasps> non-Warhammer audiences. you know what I'm going to get from the library right now? They don't, they're almost 100% not going to have it at the library. I can request it, and they can order a copy. Oh. I think. I'm going to force them to order your book. I want it to be New York Times bestseller number one. It's part of a 12 novella series that they're, or eight novellas. And I'm guaranteed, I'm guaranteed that mine's going to be the least popular. Why? You just know it. That's right? dumb. Mine is the most off, off kilter of all of them. Uh-huh. Like they're like, here's a novel. Here's a novella about a famous character that is in the Warhammer universe that has a big following. Yeah. And mine's like the thing it's a it's like a horror novel <laughs> in the Warhammer Everybody universe. Everybody loves the thing, right? But I mean, it's not being pitched like that. Mm, so how I, are they pitching it? Well, first of all, Age of Sigmar is far less popular in readership than Warhammer 40k. Okay, what's the difference? And fantasy versus science fiction. Got it. Okay. So, and then my book 
doesn't deal with any established properties. Great. <laughs> and is all new character. I mean, they, they pitched this to me. So this is the one they told me to write. So I'm not, I'm not like, this isn't something that I just like came up out of this my This is ass. your dream. Yeah. But I mean, I still, I'm still, fuck, it is my dream actually. Yeah. I'm really happy to do this. I'm yeah. excited. But uh, yeah, so it's, uh, I'm guaranteed. Yeah, this is going to be probably the least popular. The only reason why it's going to get a bunch of, because they're selling them as a pack. So you have to buy all eight of them. But you can buy mine separately. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. It's only five bucks. It's called but. The Red Owls by Evan Dick. The Red Owls by Bebel Divins. <laughs> the Bread, the bread yeah. Like Owls. <laughs> the Bread Like Owls. <laughs> yeah, just don't, don't. Go search for The Red Owls <laughs> immediately. Buy it on Amazon. I want to see it Big Boy style. Um, all right. F Big Boy. Yep. Do you want to plug your book? No. Please. I already we already did. But plug it again. I like to hear about Bread Owls. <laughs> I wrote a book called Bread Owls. Gahul. Gahul. <laughs> Guardians of the bread. Guardians of the Guardians, Guardians of, Gahul, of the loaf. Guardians of Gahul colon bread owls. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's about a, a collection of owls that. Uh -huh. um, and do you have established owls from the Gahul series? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's, oh, you do. Okay. Hootie. There's the, the blowfish. <laughs> Good. There's Hooli and the bluefish. Uh huh. There's Julio and, and down by the river. Down the river. Yeah. And I, I I really tried to work in a lot more owls of color and like <laughs> like you know owls that you don't normally see sure. in, in the Gahul series. That's great. So, wow. So, right. which is why I'm getting a lot of pushback online. Are you really? Well, I'm a white male author writing about people of color. So Wait, are you a... really getting pushback for your novel? No. no okay. Of course not. <laughs> I was so concerned. If, if 1,100 people read my novel, I would be surprised. That's a lot of people. Not for a novel. Really? How many people do you think listen to this novel that we do every week? <laughs> uh, between one and 300. I stopped checking the numbers because they depressed me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm Seeker. I'm Evan. <laughs> I guess we'll see, see you, you again, again in one week. week.